ironoverload.io presents Iron Overload No Bullshit Podcast with your co-host Steve from the American Underground and Mobster from the UK Iron Den. Get ready for the UG info like you've never heard before. No bullshit, no lies, straight hardcore truth. A bodybuilding podcast like you never heard before. And here we go. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, ironoverload.io hardcore episode eight steve smith here and the mobster joining me how you doing good we're in hot i've read but then we're hot to trot on this podcast let's rock and roll today we're going to be doing tarana bowl also known as simply t-bowl so in this one we're going to talk about the compound we're going to talk about how to use it we're going to talk about our experiences with it and how to stack it and all that good stuff. So T-Bowl, Toronto Bowl, it's oral anabolic steroid. It's a derivative of Dianabol, D-Bowl, but it does not aromatize into estrogen. So on paper, you know, it's kind of like D-Bowl without the aromatization. So, but there's also the way the structure changed with T-Bowl. It does a lot of different things than D-Bowl. So in other words, if you run four weeks of T-Bowl, versus four weeks of D-Bowl, you're going to get completely different results. So it's really, really fascinating how the structure change is. With T-Bowl, you're going to get slow quality gains with less side effects than Diana Bowl. And the reason for that is because of that lack of estrogen conversion and the way it is structured, the way it's different androgenically as well. And we're going to talk about that. So little history on T-Bowl, pharmaceutical company, Genopharm, East Germany in the 1960s. The goal, Monster, was to get a competitive edge for both their male and female athletes in the Olympics. So the yeah. East German team, East German Olympics from the 60s to the 80s can be directly traced to T-Bowl. The East Germans called the T-Bowl doping program STAS I-14.25. And it was kept secret until the 1990s when Germany was unified. So it's one of the few steroids out there that was developed purely for performance enhancement and not for medical use. So that's what they wanted to use it for. They wanted it to get their athletes kicking American athletes' asses. They wanted they wanted to kick the West Germans' asses. They wanted to kick the British, British asses, the French asses, any other comp competitors in the Olympics. And that was the whole purpose. So not a medical steroid at all development for. So, Momster, yeah, tell us a little bit about that. I'm just going to jump in with a couple of comments here in terms of the stuff that I recall uh, from one of the documentaries they've done on this time. They experimented with uh, nasal sprays for testosterone and uh, other steroids, which were supposed to be in and out of your system in a matter of hours. And of course, all of this stuff, as Steve says, was down to two things, really. One is enhancement in sport. They wanted to win to get the gold. And the other one, of course, is to beat the testing. So as Steve said, this will be a state-sponsored program. It's basically a whole country's science uh, developing a drug to beat the rest of the world in the Olympic Games and other competitions. So it, it's an interesting thing that from historical and for us talking about PEDs, 
we can only think of the Balco situation, Steve, when maybe we could argue about the clear and other drugs being developed specifically with the idea uh, of testing and not even anything like a countrywide or nationwide scale like this drug was. Back to you. So I mentioned at the beginning the way it's structured. So let's kind of get into that for you chemistry nerds out there. For chloral alteration, that means that Toronto has zero androgenic rating and a mild 53 anabolic rating. Now, testosterone is, is 100 by 100. So Toronto is all the way to zero on the androgenic side and at 53 anabolic rating. Now, I've talked about a lot of this over the years on the forums. These androgenic to anabolic ratings don't necessarily translate to real life, but they're, they're, yeah. they are numbers that mean something. So in theory, that time, Toronto Bowl gives zero antigenic effects. And that's why when you use Toronto Bowl, let's say you run it for four weeks, you're not going to get a huge strength change in the gym. You're not going to get a huge mass change because there's no estrogenic effects. You're not going to get the other things that you would get, like say from an anadrol or from a dianabol when it comes to oral steroids. It's not going to come close. Halo, Superdrol, these are extremely androgenic. They're going to they're going to increase your aggression. They're going to increase your strength very very rapidly. T-Bowl does not do that. So it's very very weak when it comes to doing that, but it's more of a steroid that you take for 4 weeks. If you're someone who's lean, if you're someone who likes to do you know um light workouts, high reps, you're just looking for that nice cut look, you're looking for that, then Toronto Ball is beautiful for that. But it's not one to take if you're like mobster and you like to uh, be, be lifting 600 pounds, okay? It's not going to help <laughs> you uh, as much as these other steroids like Anadrol would. I'll jump back in here, Steve. Something you, you and I talked about in the pre-show, uh, guys, and this is one, not everybody that listens to this podcast is 300 pounds and not everybody that listens to this podcast wants to prove 300 pounds. So Tyranobol and as we discussed in the pre-show, probably Anivar are the kind of drugs where, and I think I said for Anivar, I always used to put on five pounds. Tyranobol would be exactly the same for me. T-Bar would be the same for me. I would recommend these drugs if you lift or compete athletically in a weight class, where as an obvious example, with reference to the Olympic games that we were talking about at the beginning, where if you turn up with 10 or 15 pounds of muscle, people are going to talk. You will get tested versus adding a few pounds, some shine, and especially for bodybuilders, of course, that's the kind of stuff that we want anyway, versus athletic, where that's a little bit of extra functional muscle, Steve, a little bit of extra power if you're throwing a javelin or a discus or putting a shot versus piling on, as Steve says, with the other drugs like Debo and Anadrol, 10, 15, 20 pounds. Um, how many times, Steve, have we heard of users sometimes, as is a great responder, but you'll talk about Anadrol, and, and it's not uncommon to hear 21 pounds of water mentioned. Uh, I, I, I said before, putting on that kind of weight at my point, even at my size, doing whatever the hell I do now, 20 pounds is horrendous. But it can be useful. Uh, it's very short, as Steve said, typically for six, maybe eight weeks. Uh, T-Bowl would be, for me, if I, if I was to do that with kind of cycles getting into shape and a few pounds, I mean, three to five pounds on cycle, Steve, 
but functional, polished muscle, and especially useful when I say functional, for the athletic side, which is, of course, what it was developed for in the first place. So, guys, if you like to look good, but you're putting a shot in front of discus, then this is something that you could probably look, look at. And if you wrestle or you do a weight class type event uh, where you can't be over, say, 80 kilos, 176 pounds, or 80 or 90 kilos, 198 pounds, that kind of stuff, where you have to lift up to that body weight, up to that weight limit, and T-Bowl is a great drug for that, especially dosed. And again, athletically speaking, a short cycle just to pick you for those kind of competitions. But used. I'll give you an example. Last time around Toronto Ball, I ran for about five weeks. I gained about one and a half to two pounds. Yeah. So people will say they're going to look. This is why Mobster and I were talking about this on the pre-show. Why is T-Bowl not more popular? It's not, it's not in the top 10 for most used yeah. steroids, most popular steroids, most used steroids for a reason. It's because you're not going to gain. But, but, it's, but I look better. I look better. My, my abs, yes. I went from having a four-pack to like a four-and-a-half-pack you know, like almost a six pack, you know, and just from, from using the T-Bowl, I kept my workouts the same. I was able to do good amount of cardio. I was getting some pumps, but not crippling pumps where I couldn't do cardio. So still able to stay active, weight train, do, you know, do a lot of stretching, do a lot of body weight exercises, push-ups, pull-ups, all that, like all that stuff I like to do. And I was able to kind of keep my physique. So I got harder. My muscles got harder. My muscles got more cut, but the weight, weight didn't change. So a lot of guys might run T-Bowl for five weeks. And at the end of the five weeks, you know, they're like, what the hell? I, I gained, I gained two pounds. You know, this isn't worth it. Why am I running this? I could run Anadrol and gain 10 pounds. I could run D-Bowl and, and gain 15, 20 pounds. You know, I've seen, I've seen that happen. So that's, that's what people don't understand. And that's why it's not popular right there. So, um, and it, you know, and you can look at it from both perspectives. You can look at it from my perspective. I'm someone in my forties. I'm more than happy to, to gain two pounds and look yep. better in the mirror and have my abs popping out more. Or you can look at it from the other perspective. Hey, I'm 25 years old. I'm 30 years old. I want to gain 30, 40 pounds on my bench. I want to gain 10 pounds, you know, in five weeks. And this isn't going to cut it for me. So you can look at it at both perspectives. There's no right or wrong. I'm just giving you the, the layout. I'm thinking of two things here, Steve. One, which we've, we've talked about, uh, it's highly recommended. Lots of people talk about this, and PTs especially, trainers and coaches especially. This is one of those drugs where I'd want you to take a picture if I was coaching you at the beginning and then at the end. And tell me, even though the scale's not going crazy, that you don't look better. As Steve said, if you're going, oh, I've only gained two pounds, three pounds, whatever, and as, as Steve, Steve described, I can see another layer of abs. I can see another row. They're just starting to shine through. My, my shoulders look more rounded. Uh, the separation between my bicep and triceps is better. That's the, the reason why you're taking this. And again, obviously, for the reasons of all this, Steve. I, I, I said off there to Steve, and I think I've said the same thing uh, on the forum, Steve. It's one of those drugs, even though it's not a drug that I personally use, that should be a whole lot more popular than it is, because it is it is for what it does. It's almost guaranteed to work, Steve. It really is. It should be a lot more popular. And again, I, I, I mean, we're going to talk about the half-life momentarily. We're going to talk about stuff with regards to cycles and so on and so forth. But for me, it's definitely a polishing type drug. We, we, we've talked about Masteron already. It's right up there with Masteron in terms of, you, you know, if the diet's on point, if your cardio's on point, 
if your training's on point. T-Bow for me is a drug that would be in there for most people. And again, Steve, what are we looking at? I would even, as you say, at 40 plus, me at 50 plus, if that was my thing still, one or two pounds is great because you're more likely to retain those one or two pounds of tissue than you are the 10 pounds of tissue that you put on T-Bow. I mean, I know you won't. You'll, get, you'll keep 30 to 40%. But with T-Bow, I can see you keeping 60, 70, 80% of your gains. Doesn't seem like much, guys, but then that's because you're not looking way off into the future. When I've been training 40 odd years, if I only gained on T-Bowl a pound a year, that's still 40 pounds, Steve. I mean, crime on. Sometimes with that stuff, not everybody wants to be huge. Not everybody wants to be the next Arnold. Some of you guys just want to pop more on the beach. And T-Bowl for me would be that kind of drug. Some of you just want to pick up the girls that are a little bit quicker down the club. T-Bow was that kind of drug for you. Your trousers just a fit a little bit better. T-Bow was that kind of drug again. Back to you, Steve. So let's get into dosing and how to use it and how to stack it and all that good stuff. And then we're going to kind of talk about side effects um, when it comes to T-Bow. Because like all anabolic steroids, it's going to have some side effects. So first off, you know, when... If you want to run T-Bowl by itself, nothing wrong with it. I, I, you know, I'm not one of these people that's going to tell you, oh, don't run an oral only cycle. Um, plenty of people have done it. You can use anabolic steroids long term just by doing oral steroids. Um, it's all about, you know, what your preference is. OK, so I'm not one of these people who are like, oh, you shouldn't run oral only cycles. Nothing wrong with oral only cycles. I mean, you're running anabolic steroids here one way or the other. So whether it's injectable or oral, I mean, what, what, what difference would it make? That's, that never made any sense to me. So let's say you want to run T-Bowl by itself. You run a run at five to six weeks. That would be a, a T-Bowl only cycle. You run a run it somewhere as a man between 20 to 50 milligrams per day. But some guys go higher. Some guys might go 60, even 70, but I don't recommend that. No. I, I don't think you need to run it more than 50. I, my last time I ran it, I ran it like 30 milligrams a day and it was, it was fine. You know, so running it more, isn't going to like magically help you gain like twice as much or three times as much. It's just going to add to, to, to the side effects that, that it has. So I don't think there's any purpose of doing that. Now as a female, a female can also run it. I wouldn't run more than 7.5 milligrams as a female. So somewhere between 2.5 to 7.5, somewhere around five milligrams is a sweet spot. So you want to basically use, use it that way. And the East German women, Olympians, they use T-Bowl. And they did quite well in that era because of the T-Bowl helping them. So, But if you run it too high, you'll run into some side effects. So, so don't be greedy with it. Mobster, what are your I'll thoughts? That, I'll be that guy, Steve. I mean, you was kind of... Uh, skimming over it a little bit here, but in the article, which we're going to reference to this podcast, guys, uh, it says, do you remember the East German women jokes? And essentially, as Steve will know, who's old enough to remember, and I'm certainly old enough to remember, there were female shop that that they had to literally go off to the bathroom and be checked by an adjudicator. And uh, part of the problem at that time, Steve, you might recall, and again, this is from the documentaries, guys, was um, they were literally being handed pills and they're different colors and we want you to take this today and we want to take this tomorrow. And, you know, the whole, they had to start doing DNA testing after, Steve, to, to check, you know, whether this person had, you know, undescended testicles inside and 
and all that kind of stuff. And had, had, I mean, I'll put it crudely, Steve, to be checked for whether one had a vagina and one had a penis. It, it, it kind of got crazy. So what Steve said about the men and, and the women, I will, say, I will reiterate, I will say this again. We see this sometimes on the forums, and I get the logic, guys, where if we say for the men, 20 to 50 milligrams a day is a great dose, it's very effective, duh, 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 duh. someone will say, well, why shouldn't I take 75, 100 and get double the results? It doesn't work like that. The body doesn't work like that. The science doesn't work like that. You might get a 5% or a 6% gain over a 20 to 50 milligram dose, but you won't get double. And of course, we're talking about an oral steroid here. And pretty much every oral steroid comes with oral steroid side effects. It's that simple. And, and again, for women, if 2.5 to 7.5 milligrams a day is an effective dose and gets you the added one or two pounds of muscles that we refer to, doubling and tripling it up will not double and triple up the gains, but it may double and triple the side effects. So, I mean, that's just how the body works and how most of these drugs work. They're not magically going to put 10 pounds of muscle on you and not have side effects. So when we recommend these doses, it's because thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of athletes have found this to be effective. And this is for your average users, as you know, Steve. This is not 100,000 genetic freaks. There's 100,000 typical users with a handful of genetic freaks in there. Those genetic freaks will always respond differently, but the majority of you need to follow the guidelines that we suggest because your normal Joes looking to add on a little bit of muscle, your normal Janes looking to become more athletically capable. That's why these doses are recommended. We think long-term, we're thinking about as best we can in any circumstances when it comes to performance enhancing drugs, your safety. So stick to these doses, go a tiny bit, and I mean a tiny bit, five, 10 milligrams either way, to see if it works for you. And if you're an absolute freak, you're going to respond differently anyway. But don't double and triple and think you're going to get double and triple the results. That's the truth. That's why we do these hardcore podcasts because we're, we're not bullshitting you. We're telling you as it is. Back to you, Steve. So everyone wants to know, the first question they ask is, how often should I take it? So with T-Ball, it's got a long half-life. Um, I've heard numbers like 16 hours. I've heard numbers of 14 hours, 20 hours even. But whether it's 14 or 20, it doesn't matter. Once a day dosing is fine. Remember, half-life is not how long it's going to be in your system. Half-life is how long half of it will be remaining after that time period. So you'll have plenty in your system taking it once a day, and you'll balance things out over the course of the first few days that you're on it. So once a day is perfectly fine. So my favorite oral-only stack using T-Bowl. Now, we talked about how to run T-Bowl by itself. If you want to stack T-Bowl, my favorite is running the T-Bowl and D-Bowl stack. So in that example, what I've done before, and it worked really well, is doing 20 milligrams of T-Bowl and 20 milligrams of T-Bowl, of D-Bowl. And they kind of yin and yang each other. The D-Bowl gives you that kind of androgenic kick, the estrogenic kick, and then the T-Bowl gives you more of that dry hardness type of effect and you'll get a nice little pump going so you can do high rep on this stack and you'll really enjoy it drop sets you'll be burning the crap out of your muscles you'll have explosive pumps on this stack and you'll get some good results running this stack five to six weeks just make sure that you're you know you're running your proper ancillaries which we'll get to shortly when it comes to side effects now in terms of other things to stack t-ball with 
any anything. It stacks well with anything. You could stack it with Tremblone. I've stacked it with Tremblone and had tremendous strength results because the trend gives you the androgenic effects. And trend is also very anabolic. And then the, and then the T-bowl is in there and it kind of gives you a good SHBG effect where it binds to SHBG and helps the trend work even better. So it will aid the other steroids. Another one, if you want a mild stack, you want to add an injectable. How about some light testosterone and some equipoise, maybe 500 milligrams a week of equipoise, and then throw in the T-bowl the first five weeks of the cycle as a little kickstart. Or you could finish the cycle with the T-bowl as a finisher the last five weeks just to get an extra effect. So it works very well for that. And then a mild, really, really mild stack you could do is stacking, let's say, 500 milligrams of Prima Bolin with, say, 30 milligrams of T-Bowl together. You get a really low side effect cycle, and you'll get good, lean quality gains. Nothing, nothing too crazy. You won't have much strength effects, but you won't have side effects either. So it'll be a really, really low in, in conservative cycle, you could go that way. But really, at the end of the day, you can stack anything with T-Bowl. You could stack 500 milligrams of testosterone, a first cycle, 500 milligrams of testosterone, and then throw in, throw in some T-Bowl in there just to, to give you a little bit of effect. I don't got a problem. Everyone says, oh, you should run just testosterone your first cycle. I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't, I don't see a problem if you add something like T-Bowl in there. T-Bowl has really low side effects. And it'll give you a little kickstart to your cycle. I don't have a problem with that. So at the end of the day, really anything stacks well with T-Bowl. Just keep the dosing around, you know, 20, 30, maybe 40 milligrams a day. And yeah. then you'll get, you'll get really good results that way. So Momster, why don't you tell us some of the side effects? Um, T-Bowl is 17 alpha alkylated. So why don't you talk a little bit about what that means when it comes to your liver health? I mean, it's, here's the thing, guys, and, and it's the stuff that we've addressed in previous podcasts of this type, where it's quite simply oral testosterone, oral steroids have to pass through the liver. And the process that the liver enacts on an oral steroid is to try and break it down. And that would mean it would literally break it down from a form of testosterone into a fatty acid, basically cholesterol, which what some steroids are made from in the body. So what this means is that you have to protect it from happening. And in order to protect it, I'll, I'll, I'll read from the article here, guys, 17-alpha alkylated. And essentially what that means is there's a chemical process to prevent that breakdown, to allow the oral, the oral steroid to pass through into the body and then do its magic, uh, so to speak, to act on the muscles, to, to boost your testosterone levels, to give you all the positive things that we like about taking uh, performance-enhancing drugs for. So that the problem with that, that alkalization is it's it's harsh on the liver. And therefore, what we will talk about liver, kidney, etc. altogether. It's really the liver specifically, as you know, Steve. But again, you're taking this possibly with other drugs. As Steve said, you're training really hard, you're, you're high protein, the training really hard is stressful on your body. That's putting broken down uh, muscle into your into your bloodstream. You're you're uh, pushing your body hard in the gym, it's just stressful anyway. You're pushing uh, more nutrients into your body in forms of higher protein. All of these things are mild stresses. And then you're adding a drug that's stressing you as well. So we know historically, we don't, don't seem to see these stories anymore, perhaps because we're more careful with these things, Steve, and we use protectorants. But when I was first involved in training, and specifically when I first started to read about some of these side effects, 
you would nearly always would hear about liver and kidney issues with top pros and they'd had to retire or they'd had to go on to, you know, uh, dialysis, et cetera, et cetera. Now that still happens, but it, it seems either people don't talk about it or a lot less frequently. And the reason for that is, Steve, is because we recommend products like N2 Guard. Uh, other similar products, all trying to do the same thing and essentially organ protection, organ health. So, you know, an oral steroid has that issue. It's the reason why, for example, uh, Dylan on the forums talks about never wanting to run, in his opinion, on oral steroid for four weeks. I've run a bunch of oral steroids, uh, specifically uh, Dynabol and Anavar, multiple times for eight weeks and had no issues. But that might come down to the physical differences between me and Dylan. And it might come down to how he trains versus how I train, stresses on the body and so on and so forth. But why risk it, guys? Uh, again, when we talk about the doses, we're talking about, if not a safe dose, but we're talking about an effective dose. And then we try as best we possibly can to keep you advised on the side effects and to recommend protections, as I say, like N2 guard, et cetera, et cetera, to do this thing. Something we talk about in the article, um, I've probably never done anything more than two, Steve, would be stacking three or four uh, oral steroids. Never done it. Never felt the need for it. And when we talk about any of these steroids uh, and, and the cycles, for me, on the forums, I've said this multiple times, I find out from the athlete that I'm talking to, from the member I'm talking to, or from myself, what is it you want to do? Do you want to add muscle? Do you want to get stronger? Do you literally want better leverage for powerlifting? Do you want more pop? Do you want to run faster? Uh, and, and then go and look at the steroids, read these articles, listen to these podcasts, and pick the exact product, the exact performance-enhancing drug that does what I want it to do. So, yeah, I, it's not one of those throwing the kitchen sink at it kind of approaches, and it's not doubling up and tripling up, like I said earlier on. And again, if go back to that, that analogy from before, Steve. If I double up, on a drug that isn't harsh and I'm doubling up and it becomes harsh, then I'm risking higher versions of the side effects that are possible. And even Turanabol is going to cause problems, stress in the liver, stress in the kidneys, because it's an alkylated drug. I, it does, you know, if you go to 100 milligrams, the, the potential's there. And again, the longer you're running, multiple, for example, oral cycles per year would be a risk again. Uh, multiple oral cycles over many years would be a risk again. And of course, you may also be genetically predispositioned for issues. It might be in your family. And then you're using an oral steroid like Tyranobol. So these are the kind of things you need to think about, guys. Ultimately, you're responsible for your health. We try to give you the best information we possibly can. And then you weigh up the pros and cons and you make the decision. After all, at the end of the day, guys, it's you taking a drug. So, I mean, let me just, um, you know, tell me my final thoughts. I'll tell you my final thoughts before uh, Mobster take us and takes us into the disclaimer. Like, at the end of the day, T-Bowl is one of my favorite steroids. Um, oh, yeah. I think yeah. if more people tried it and understood what it was all about, it was great. But considering my goals, I, you know, I already accomplished enough in my life. I, at this point, I'm just looking to maintain what I got. But I'm not yes. looking like if you put a gun to my head and said, Steve, you got to gain 50 or 100 pounds on your bench and you've got 12 weeks to do it. Would I take T-ball? No, I would take trend, yeah. <laughs> you know, and the same thing yeah, yeah. for weight gain. If I had to gain weight 
you know, in a fast amount of time, I wouldn't take T-Bowl. But for me, it, it's just a great steroid for me to use because you're on it and you don't feel that you're on anything. You don't feel that you're on anything. You don't have that aggression. You don't have that, that day-to-day change in your physique. But it's just a good – you get that good, nice, clean pump at the gym. You get that yeah. nice little endurance bump that you feel that doesn't, that doesn't affect – negatively your cardio and you just get good lean results after after five weeks on it you know just a pound of 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 good quality muscle over five weeks is is all i need to worry about i'm not looking to put on 10 15 pounds like some of you out there so if you're in my situation and you just want to maintain and you're just you just want something that's not going to mess with your head and mess with your body then T-Bowl is one of, one of the best ones. You're, you're going to love it for sure. And it's something that you can use with your, with your girlfriend or wife. She can take some too. And you guys can kind of both kind of work out together. So it's a good option in that situation as well. So great thing, great one to, um, to stack. They, great one to stack as well, to, to throw it in and not, you know, l- let it dominate the cycle. So and cause some unwanted side effects. And, um, you know, it's one of the great ones. And if you're someone who's very sensitive to estrogen and you don't like water retention and you don't like, you've kind of been prone to gynecomastia in your past, then go with T-Bowl. Go with T-Bowl instead of D-Bowl. And another advantage, which we haven't um, said, is that it's cheap. Compared to Anavar, it is dirt cheap. It's probably a third as expensive as Anavar. So you can buy three times as much as T-Ball for the same price of Anavar. So it's got its advantages for sure. So Mobster, finish your final thoughts on it and take us to the disclaimer. Absolutely, 100% agree with pretty much every word that Steve just said. It's one of the drugs, and we said this to us, to each other in the pre-show, it ought to be a top 10 drug. I think the main reason it isn't, Steve, is because, and it's probably that bang for your buck, a lot of us, and I think you and I have probably been guilty of it. You with the trend, me with the Debo, et cetera. When we talk about, you know, I'm, I'm going to spend two, three, four, five hundred dollars $500. I want to feel this drug working. And I want to make sure that I get stronger. And I want to be bigger. And especially when we're younger. So this, that kind of attitude is understandable. We've been there. We've done it. We've done, we're with you guys on that particular one. Debo doesn't offer that. And yet perversely, Steve and I are giving this advice out, and you can ask a bunch of other steroid gurus, steroid experts, you can listen to a bunch of other podcasts, and any of them that address Tebow will say, we think it's a top 10 drug. It's one of our favorites. It's especially good for this. It's especially good for that, in exactly the same way that we described. So, yeah, I think it's just, it's just kind of sometimes strange to us that it is a lot, not a lot more popular than it is because every single person, every podcast you listen to, unless they're out and out, I've got to put on 30 pounds, I've got to put on a hundred pound bench press, and and, and that's as they you know, gun to the head type stuff, as Steve said earlier on. Unless that's that kind of like edgy, we don't care what we say kind of podcast, nearly every other person's gonna say, you know what, it's a fine drug, it's effective, it's not crazy, it's not gonna fuck you up the way that other drugs do. You're not gonna get trend somnia, you're not gonna have those night sweats, and yet. It, it, it's it's kind of like what we would call a sleeper drug, Steve, in that it's subtle, it's sneaky, but it does its job. Uh, and and again, as Steve said, if, if it's just bang for your back again, one or two pounds for a third of the price of Anavar, right there's a plus. 
Anyway, as always, please note, we are not doctors and the opinions of these shows are ours and ours alone. It's our view and based on our experience and views on the topic. Our podcasts are for informational purposes and entertainment only. The freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies.